Hallelujah. Welcome. Hello, everybody. This is the Daisies.live show. This week, we're missing Scott. Scott had something important, and he couldn't join us this week. Mm, yeah. And uh, so probably I'm going to do the ins and the outs uh, instead of Scott this week. But uh, it's lovely to see you all here. We had a very busy week, didn't we, Shreya? We did. There were a lot of releases. But what we're going to cover for you are three... Uh, releases that um, I think Shreya watched one of them and I watched the other two. And one of them is an embargo for now when we're recording, but by the time the show will be aired, we'll be out of embargo. So you will hear a lot about that then. Uh, this week, this is what we have. Uh, we have um, Navrasa, which released on Netflix, which is highly acclaimed Mani Ratnam a series anthology. And um, Shreya watched it, and we're going to hear a lot more about Navras from Shreya. Then uh, Dial 100, which released on Z5. I watched it, and I think I think I liked it in parts. Um, at this movie was entirely Manoj Bajpayee, and the guy is phenomenal. So that's what we're going to review. And then we will review Thupki Divar, the show on Z5 that has our hot. Um, Shreya, you want to take over Navras? Absolutely. So I know that uh, there were some reviews online where people were kind of just like, oh, you know, the anthology kind of has been done in the past, but I actually really love this concept. So Navrasa, or nine emotions in Tamil, it examines like a single emotion per one of, not, per every episode of the nine episodes. And they're all beautifully done. So for example, in the first episode, there's like a man named Dina and he is super upset about his brother's suicide. And he's kind of like trying to get like, you know, alone to like finish off of his final rights and, you know, help out his family. And the theme of that whole episode is like compassion because he's helping out the family of this man. So every episode does the same thing. So there's like anger, there's love, and you have to watch each single one to know each single emotion. And it breaks it down so that you understand 100% from the like main character's perspective, everything that's going through their mind as they learn how to fully embrace and embody this emotion. And I really liked it. I love that because I think sometimes it's hard to put emotions into words, but the show really did a great job. And I can't help but notice that there are some familiar faces in the show as well. Um, famous uh, Telugu actor Siddharth makes a presence in one of them. I'm trying to think of who else, Moral. Who else is? Um, Revati. Yeah, I, I love it. Hey, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Prithvi. I mean, the guy's so good looking. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but the guy's so good looking. I love Prithvi. The older Surya. He's, yeah, a, he's yeah. a pretty big one, yeah. And, and Vijay, Vijay Setupati. Oh my god, oh my gosh, big. Yes. <laughs> the guy's big. And he then Pr Prakash so Raj, big. because I know Prakash Raj because he did a lot of Bollywood as well, right? Really? I know Vijay. Vijay was like fantastic. Like that man is just such a phenomenal talent in general, but like in the series, he did a fantastic job. He was one of the standout stars for sure. I know Surya did a fantastic job. I'm trying to remember who else. The girl who plays like Netra. I'm trying to think about. I'm not sure who, what the heroine's name is. Then there is there is um, Ramya Nambisan, who's again a big star. I mean, right, very right. right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me more. I was gonna say. So they basically like go through these nine emotions, and it's like 
love and beauty, laughter, like sorrow, anger. I'm trying to think about like, I think courage, but they describe it as heroism, but I think it's actually courage. There's like fear, disgust. Um, they kind of like put surprise or, or like, I want to say like, not an element of shock, but like maybe wonder. And then like peace and tranquility. Those are two of the last emotions, which were really difficult, I guess, on their side to portray, but they still did a fantastic job with it because you can really see these characters throughout that whole process in like every single episode. The way that they interact with all of the people around them, they basically like go through the steps of not only having these emotions, but fully understanding how to process them, which is crazy because like, how do you process peace, right? Like inner peace. Like how is that something you can learn by talking to others and by interacting with others? But no, they show you how it, how it happens. Like they'll talk to one another person and then they're like, oh, wow, they seem so happy. So like basically the character talks to people and he's like, oh, they seem so happy, but are they at peace? And, you know, they start like questioning these deeper, deeper meanings and things where it's not just like, yeah, I'm, I'm like fully at peace with myself, but they're like, are other people fully at peace with themselves? And what does that entirely mean? Like, if you're happy, are you peaceful? Like if you have no emotion, so, are you so, really so my, my question, my question to you, happy is an emotion, but is laughter an emotion? Because that's how they define it, right? They do. They do. And that got me because again, like I was like, like a courage isn't an emotion, right? Like I would say heroism isn't an emotion, but in Tamil, they've broken down as the nine basic emotions, which I think that has to do with the cultural aspect of it. So, so laughter is one of the norissas, right? One of the nine, nine emotions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for example, compassion. I love that story, by the way, the, the story about compassion. Um, mm -hmm. so, so there is, there is Dina, who's of course, Vijay Setupati, brilliant. Right. And, and he has guilt and anger as two emotions. And, and then he goes to the widow to ask for forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the the widow blames herself for her husband's death, right? And and so so there are so many emotions tied in for that c compassion as an emotion to come out. Mm -hmm. I thought that was such a beautiful portrayal of how one emotion is so interlinked to other emotions that uh, you know it's a jumbled story, right? Yeah, and then like I think one of the key things was that his wife, I believe, Revati she was mourning this man that she actually stopped loving a long time ago. So like exactly. their marriage was nowhere close to perfect. And she didn't, she's, she said she fell out of love with him all this time ago. So like, how can she properly mourn him? And she goes through the process of understanding that as well, which I think is so deep because like that again is another sense of compassion. Cause you know, she's lived with this person for so long, but like she spent so much of her time with him. Now it's just a matter of like, as if she was, it was crazy because to me, I felt like, if you've ever gone to a neighbor or like um, a funeral of a person that you, you know, you went to school with, but you weren't like super close and you're there to pay your respects because you can understand how it feels for somebody else going through that situation. I felt like she was acting or like she felt like it was that kind of situation where she's like, I stopped loving him a long time ago, but like, you know, I feel like I should be sad. So how do I mourn this person? And it comes from a lens of compassion, which is crazy. So the story is so beautifully told. Like whoever wrote it, the writing was actually fantastic. Writing for all all the nine emotions was hundred percent. So 
Morale and I have talked on this show in the past about how we've seen some absolutely garbage writing. Like sometimes the story is just saved by the actors themselves, but this is not the case. The actors were beautifully complimenting the entire script. It was fantastic. Props were so, props so what my question to you here is that I thought that especially that story and compassion and really the end of but is is so open-ended i mean it, you you're left with loose threads in the end so there's no resolution mm -hmm. and we're so used to stories with resolution right we don't feel we don't feel a story is complete till there is a resolution to the story and this one had none none what do you what do you say about that stories with no resolution i think it was a great con like a great take on emotion itself like emotion doesn't end you know you can't just experience experience one emotion wholly and be like yes i am happy for this like two minutes of my life and now i'm gonna move on i'm happy for two exact days and i'm gonna move on that's not how emotion works right it's like phases it comes in sometimes it's mixed with other things and it, these are like ever fluid parts of who a person is so it, i think it was like a great take on reality because like you can't just always show a happy ending or a sad ending like that's not really like life doesn't have series of emotion emotional ends like maybe there is catharsis, I will say, but like, I don't think anything ever just stops. You just transition from one to another, or I guess there are moments in time where you feel kind of nothing at all. I mean, it's really complicated and you can feel more than once. So I didn't actually think that ending was difficult for me to digest simply because it wasn't like neatly wrapped up with a bow or anything. Yeah, I, th I thought so too. Um, I mean, it was, it was incomplete because it didn't have resolution, but then life is incomplete, right? We don't have resolution right. for so I thought that was a very beautifully told story. So what do, what do you say to our to our viewers and listeners? Is this a go, no go? What do you this think? This is definitely a go. And I don't actually speak Tamil, so I interpreted the whole thing completely off of subtitles. So I might have like interpreted things wrong sometimes because, you know, translation isn't exact. But even through that, I thought the stories were beautiful. I maybe do like a eight out of 10 for this whole show. Like I definitely recommend it. Perfect. Well, this is a uh, this is a recommendation from um, Shreya from Daisy's Life. Hi guys, I'm Priti Karbanda, and you're listening to me on Daisy's Life. Download Z5 right now and watch out our Fairy releasing on the 23rd of July. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. So do tag us on social media and tell us your feedback. Daisy's not live. We're back again, Shreya and Miral. And we are missing Scott because he's normally the one who says this. But we're here with another review for you. And this time it is Dial 100. So Dial 100 is like Dial 911 in India because in India you don't dial 911, you dial 100 for the cop, uh, for, for the police control room. And over here, the story is about the police control room. And a guy who is uh, who, who's a cop in the police control room, and his name is Nikhil Sood, played by Manoj Bajpayee. And uh, I shall go ahead and review this one for you. <laughs> so this story is about an unhinged mother. Her name is Seema, and she's out to seek vengeance for the death of her son, who died because a drug peddler had sold drugs to a guy who actually was a hit and run case for her son, who actually had the drugs and drove, and her son died in that accident. So she, instead of seeking vengeance from the guy who killed the son, 
who was let off by the system, the police system, because there was there wasn't enough proof against him, and of course he had a very influential father. Um, wants to seek revenge from the drug peddler. And this drug peddler happens to be the son of the cop in the police control room. And this is this entire story. The story is about how Seema seeks revenge um, from the family and and the cop um, and the police control room. And the cop knowing that his son is a drug peddler, how the cop tries to save his son and his wife who was kidnapped, who's kidnapped by this lady, this unhinged mother, and the actors are just phenomenal. But what really, really, really takes the cake for me was Manoj Bajpai. This movie is all through a Manoj Bajpai movie. Every frame with him in it is a gold standard. I mean, I couldn't think of a better actor to play this cop. But almost what was really disappointing was a loose writing again as we said earlier a good writer will 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 stick through whatever even if the actors are bad but sometimes it takes really good actors to pass passively um even uh, take a story to another level um even when the story is so weak every frame uh, the, the writing is lax here every frame of the story is Manoj Bajpayee and if he weren't there this story would have been trash honestly um this guy completely completely leads the pack and no one else I mean a lot of other actors get let down by the loose script here there are tremendous actors like Nina Gupta I thought she had a really meaty role by you know by being being this unhinged mother um but but you know there weren't enough thrills to to make her make her unhinged enough or there, were, there weren't a, a, a lot of hooks to to really you know justify her her mental state there weren't enough she, she's brilliant in what she does but she's let down by a script that she can't control whereas on the other hand Nikhil Sood as Man Manoj Bajpayee as Nikhil Sood just takes over the script and he delivers more than what the script was you know writing on because what the script the story story so skinny that it needed to ride on the coattails of a very good narrative and tense moments and you know that entire building the tension in the room and building building the tension on screen and this man single-handedly does that <laughs> without a story or or the rest of the narrative playing to his strength um he just completely dominates the story do you narrative think it gets slow morale with just so many dramatic um i guess like pauses on the sides of both of the actors because we ride so much on emotion throughout the whole story like you mentioned but do you think that's like that just leaves a lot of like open-ended moments where it's just tension building and building from simply their their actions like i remember in the past we've mentioned that sometimes that falls falls flat do you think it happened here it did to a great extent but also the pace of the story did not work well with the thriller you know a thriller has to be pacey the thriller has to happen with three or four elements working together for the thriller which is a story to start with but then there are there there is music there is there is a plot there is uh, there's a screenplay right with the right dialogues um and and then there is a tension between between the actors that you have to portray through good cinematography 
and editing and the music, the crescendo, right? So you build that thriller up with all these elements and camera work, right? And in the first 30 minutes of the movie, it was just set up. You have, you have a one hour, 30 to 40 minutes, a 104 minute movie. And in that 104 minutes, you wasted 30, 30 to 35 odd minutes in just setting up the story, which was kind of, didn't, wasn't required. You could have literally gone head on pacey. Right? You didn't need to explain so much to the to the uh, to the audience because the audience would have caught on later, and because the audience had to catch up catch up on their own, it would have been engaging for the audience from from the word go. So I thought, as a as a director, Rensel Dissilva, who's normally a very reliable writer, um, there are things that he could learn from this experience of not being able to push a thriller um, through the audience. This is how I would. Abbott, uh, base it. And, and, and then the entire revenge element of Nina Gupta's character is so skinny, it's so flimsy that at, at some point I was like, why is she seeking this revenge at all in the first place? I'm just questioning her motive more and more because her motive isn't. Her motive, her, her, uh, how unhinged she is. She's, she's a brilliant actor. She's trying to portray it as well as possible, but she didn't have a backup story narrative. Right? If those scenes had been written better, uh, that coming out mother to mother, those conversations would have literally been even more thrilling for from a, from a from a viewer perspective. So on the whole, I think um, this is um, Manoj Gupta master um, Manoj Bajpai. Sorry, <laughs> just mixing Manoj Bajpai and Nina Gupta to call him Manoj Gupta. <laughs> but honestly, this is a treat to watch. This is a master class in acting from Manoj Vajpayee. Um, Sakshi Tanvar is consistent. She plays a housewife pretty well. Um, she, she just finds a spot without really overshadowing anybody. Nina Gupta, oh my god, I wish they had used her better because she's such a phenomenal actress. Mm -hmm. And for her to lose, lose her meaty role to a weak narrative is, is like a death knell. Um, so that's what the story is about, and I think a lot of conversations. I mean, even even the even script writing is very passable. I wish they had better dialogues. So this story is all about Manoj, 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 Manoj. So if you're a Manoj Bajpayee fan, this is the story that you need to watch. And uh, we really missed we really missed the pace. Of we there was no edge of the th seat thrills that we got out of this thriller. The writing was lax, so that's where we leave this. Uh, review. So, what's your overall rating, Moral? My rating would be just, just just Manoj is seven on ten, eight on ten because of Manoj. No other reason. There is no other reason that you would watch this movie except Manoj. Well, you've heard it here first, folks. It's unenergetic, uneventful, and you only watch if you like Manoj. So he carries the movie through. He's his his act. Every frame that Manoj Bajpayee is in is a is a is a lesson in act, actor, actor, actor ABC. Uh, this guy is phenomenal. Uh, I'm Vikrant Massey and you're listening to me on DC's Life. Please download Z5 and watch our movie Chauda Pere, which is out 23rd of July. Uh, please recommend it to your friends and please share your views on social media. We are eagerly waiting for that.
This is Dot Live, Shreya, and I'm back again um, here with you. And we're going to review another show that um, is playing on Z5. It's called Dookie Divar. And Dookie Divar is, is a show so close to our hearts here at This is Live that I hope you get to watch it. I hope you can enjoy watching it. And I hope you will, um, you will you will agree to the message that the show has to give you. Again, it's a, uh, it's a Z Zindagi show, and Z Zindagi is the Z channel that produces uh, and directs, uh, produces um, content from Pakistan. And this is an 18-episode show where I think around 11 episodes are out right now as we are recording, and the rest, um, seven episodes will be out soon. They, they're gonna get dropped um, over, the over the next few days. Now, while um, you guys are watching Divar one episode at a time, we had a chance to review the entire series. Uh, we were able to get the pre-screeners from Z for the entire series, and we uh, will review it here today because we're pretty sure that this uh, video will not go live before the embargo time is over. So, Dukki Divar, I don't, I don't, I think we reviewed it, reviewed the first eight episodes earlier. Um, um, Shreya, if you remember, Dupki Divar is 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 something that you know. Uh, it's it's a show about India and Pakistan. It's a show about how this war, ongoing war between India and Pakistan, has taken a toll on the people. And every time there is a there is there is the Indo-Pak drama that happens, people get unhinged and start polarizing towards a narrative that's not even real. So the story is about India's Vishal Malhotra, who's, who's played by Ahad Razamir, who's one of my favorite actors from Pakistan, and um, Pakistan's Sara Seher Ali. And Sara Seher Ali is the daughter of a army officer, so is Vishal Malhotra, and both their fathers get killed fighting each other at the border. And what happens after that is their lives instantly change and they're, they have to put on a brave face and let the media feed on their misery, uh, which the media makes amazing, you know, money out of. They are the proud army kids, both in their own countries, and they get into media, social media spat um, with each other where, you know, the countries come out to support each other. And of course, uh, the news media makes makes a little a little drama out of it. Um, but what they start doing after, right after that is the emotional aspect of this aftermath. They're across the border, there are these two families um, that are grief-stricken and agitated. And for some reason, nobody else understands what they're undergoing except each other, because they start facing the same circumstances with their relatives, the predatory relatives coming in um, with media taking advantage of them, with 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 things happening in their lives where they're not able to figure their own grief out, um, except when they start talking to each other. When they start talking to each other, they have there's so many so many similarities in their grief, and uh, and and there's so much that they're undergoing that's similar to each other. This that they start kind of connecting with each other at the at, at the grief level. And first, the first Sarah and and uh, Vishal start talking to each other, and then slowly the mothers start talking to each other, and they have the same story because both have been widowed, and how predatory relatives are walking in and out of their lives, and their decisions are being taken over by somebody else, and how they're lonely in their lives. 
So the way this entire story picks that up and walks with it till the two families really start talking to each other about everything. They become friends across the border. They, they call each other up. They do video calls with each other. Their grandmothers start talking about, oh, you know, our, our combined history. Uh, this is the area my, my family comes from. And they, they're like, oh, our family comes from this area as well. And how they start literally living, literally understanding each other's grief and this entire conflict mm -hmm. is really beautifully portrayed. And uh, I thought it was a very well-written series. I'm not going to talk about the climax of the series. It, I cried. I literally, it was, it was so sad. Uh, I haven't cried watching a show in a very long time. And this show made me sob. Funny you say that because I, I didn't watch it for everybody out there, but I did manage to read some reviews and everybody had said that there were moments of beauty in between all the strife, but people were, um, I think like stretched between the pace of how the story moves along between that and then like all of those little nuanced moments that are worth waiting for. So like, what did you think about that? So um, I, I don't think the pace, I think the pace was like any Pakistani drama. If you know the genre of drama in pa that's coming out of Pakistan, the pace is very deliberate. Mm -hmm. um, it's written with, with a deliberate attempt to, for, 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 the, for the audience to sit through that emotion. They want you to sit through the emotion. It's a very deliberate pace because that's the pace at which they want to overwhelm you with that feeling that the protagonists are going through, right? Because it's a very, it's a very touching story for a lot of people, especially people who live at the border. It's, it's very, it's very common that you have friends and family across the border and friends and family can't meet normally, or you can't even tell other people that you have friends and family on that side of the border because people will just kind of judge you for it or, or judge, judge you negatively for it. So for a lot of for a lot of that emotion, if you're thinking that the series should just whirlwind whiz past those emotions, it's impossible because there's a high there's a high prox high people there's a high there's a high volume of people living in the proximity of the border that buy that emotion a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and they've gone through this emotion. Anybody who has suffered, especially in Northern India, that has suffered the aftermath of the partition uh, will not want you to just, um, just wash this entire episode over. They, they want to live through it. They, they, they want to know the deliberate feelings because they felt that too. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think on, that, uh, on that occasion, definitely, um, it is deliberately written like that. Um, what I really loved about is the way this entire relationship happens just over Skype and Skype and calls and phone calls. That's so modern love story. And they fall in love with each other over those phone calls because they connect emotionally like nobody else does. Mm -hmm. and, and then whatever circumstances, which is just something that which will be a spoiler if I start talking about it, but all the other circumstances that this series hits 
um, are, are, are so phenomenally organic. This, this could happen to anybody. And, and the decisions that they take and how, how those decisions get taken and how this entire thing comes to its own climax. It's, it's very beautifully written. And speaking of ending, did you predict it? Would you, would you say it's predictable from watching the whole show? No? No, till the last minute, you you wouldn't know how it will end. Till the last minute, you're, you're kind of edge of the seat. This is edge of the seat. And then what happens is so shocking. That's when I broke out crying, literally. I mean, I cried. I haven't cried watching a show in a very long time. The two shows, the show and a movie that I watched this week that made me cry. The movie was Vivo, by the way. We're going to talk a little about it later. But but definitely um, the show had me sobbing in the end. And if you are somebody who likes lovely Pakistani dramas that are 18 episodes long, 40 minutes each though, and beautifully portrayed life of people across the border. And, you know, you, you kind of know the story because it's happened in your life or or somebody you know uh, this is a show to watch it's so beautifully written and then i should not i should not end the review without um mentioning the music oh my god the original soundtrack of the show is fee phenomenal bilal saeed's uh title track um dhupki divar title track uh, if they would put it on Spotify, please do Z5. We need it on Spotify. We need it on Apple Music because that song, that song has my heart. I could listen to it the entire day. Beautifully sung, beautifully written. Um, this series has a double thumbs up from us. Hi guys, I'm Sarvat Gilani uh, and I'm playing Sara Khan in Chorales. And we're having this amazing conversation on Desi's Live. Uh, please subscribe and uh, quickly go and uh, download Z5 and watch it. It's amazing. I never said that. Desi's Live with Shri and Mirad back today. We are missing Scott. We are. But we're here and. Uh, I think we're done with today's reviews, but this this is this is what I want to mention. I did watch Vivo and I loved it. Have you watched Vivo? I haven't. And you know, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even hear about Vivo until you just mentioned it. So what what are we talking about? Vivo is this animation movie that came out from Sony Pictures, Columbia this week, and it dropped earlier this week. Is yeah. that the one with Lynn Manuel Miranda? Yeah, uh, and so. Gloria Estefan. My God, my God, that movie has my heart because I loved it so much. Oh, it it looks phenomenal. I'm gonna watch it right now. But I think just from the it's fact glorious. That it's like you know what he did with Hamilton with the with his his kind of music, the rap and whatever. He's done that here. It's like you can already tell it's going to be good just because simply because he's there simply because of him you can tell it's going to be fantastic it is the writing is phenomenal the the animation is ah what mind-blowing and uh, it's it's just how the story moves from cuba to miami and this entire thing of this girl who's up against the world she's a small little girl who helps 
get the letter. I mean, it's just so beautifully done. I hadn't cried watching an animation in such a long time. I cried here as well. And and ended the story. I was like, oh, I want this kind of love as well. <laughs> Everyone, throughout this episode, Merle is like, I haven't cried watching a series in so long. I haven't cried watching an animation in so long. And then she cried this whole week. That's it. That's all she This whole week. This whole week. I mean, but, but, but Vivo was so beautifully done. I mean, the way that Everglades, you know, it's just so beautiful. And the characters are just phenomenal. Even, even that Cobra character, the Anaconda, sorry, the Anaconda the, in, in the Everglades. Even that character was so phenomenal. The flamingos, everything is so phenomenally done. The animation is superlative. How they give it to Sony Pictures? My God, the animation is superlative. It's Sony, right? Yeah. But yeah, and but then the uh, the, the the soundtrack. I I would live for that soundtrack. That soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> that soundtrack again. You know, um, the best and the best. So, so yeah, Vivo is a thumbs up. It wasn't on our list to review, but I'm giving you a little review of Vivo. Um, a little is, extra spice to make up for the fact that Scott isn't here. Isn't yes, <laughs> little thing, little thing to make up for the lack of lack of Scott. <laughs> but Vivo is something, that, guys. It's streaming on Netflix. You gotta go watch it if you haven't already. Lovely. And um, so this is uh, the end of our show. And next week we have a lot of movies releasing because next week is the Indian Independence Day. So all the patriotic movies come out now. They come walking out of the closet that they were in for the rest of the year. <laughs> so all the patriotic movies are releasing next week. And we'll have a lot to watch and review for you folks so that you don't have to watch what you don't have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Because we do it for you. <laughs> because we do it for you. Because we take the crap for you. <laughs> We're doing it all for you, you know. Everybody should be thankful that they didn't watch some of the movies we've had to endure on this show. <laughs> you're, wel you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you, really you, don't have you don't have to watch a lot of stuff just because we do it for you, right? <laughs> so this is Aral signing off. Which <laughs> and we'll see you next week with a lot of patriotism. <laughs> Hang on to that one. <laughs>